Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the final episode of Transform of the Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I have a sore throat. I'm Aww. David. And for for a second, I thought we had another special guest. <laughs> yeah, I. I I can only imagine how I sound from the outside and editing this is going to be weird. I, I sound very strange inside my own head. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened. I was fine yesterday. I thought I was feeling better. Then I woke up this morning and it felt like there was a vice on the side of my throat. Ugh. Ginger tea. See, I was but, the uh, one... we got to get an episode recorded. <laughs> yes. I was the one who was supposed to get the con crud. Did I accidentally, like... <clears throat> spiritually transfer you the con crud that I thought I was I absolutely no, going to I'm, get and then didn't get? The the only weird thing that's happened, like, was going voting. Oh, no! <laughs> this after voting day in North America. That That's, like, the only strange thing that's happened recently. It was like, wait, did I get a cold from the old people running that? I don't know. Probably. You've been, you've been infected by democracy. Oh, I'm infected with democracy. Democracy sounds... Eh? Democracitis. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, but anyway, yes, today we are discussing the final, technically, episode of Transformers Prime. Kind of, well, uh, the, the, three seasons and a movie, sort of. Yes, yes, and this is the end of that third season, episode number 65 uh, first aired July 26, 2013, uh, now over six years ago. I'm so old. Oh, we're catching up to the, the present dangerously quickly. That's right, we are rapidly advancing into the present. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, I, well, no, I, I don't like it in a general sense, but also, um, <laughs> we put out an episode usually every week, uh, Gridman allowing currently, although we only have two more episodes to come out. Well, one more episode to come out. This will come out after the yes. 11th episode. Uh, this will probably do a bonus episode of that, I guess. Wow, I, I sound like a different person. This is strange. It's true. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> weird. I'm, I haven't been doing that much talking today. I've been trying to avoid it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we might actually catch up to the show and like oh. be current because <laughs> they're not every week and they skip a year every once in a while. So, um, yeah, m- much welcome b- to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Cyberverse podcast. Yes. Yeah, well, we might we might eventually wrap back around to doing all of Rescue Bots if we can find it. Oh. Or or we wrap around and just end up doing every episode of G one. Ooh, I okay. Uh, a I am absolutely one hundred percent on board for G one. I've kind of been meaning to do a G one rewatch because I realize that my ability to just identify episodes by like a five second snippet of dialogue uh, has eroded in the past couple decades. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and I have a big expensive box that I started watching. And I never finished, so yeah, um, yeah. If we catch up, we're going to go do G one, which Ooh. will probably be. A few I, years I did have but. a, uh, I did have a point in high school one time where I will, I will say in quotes, impressed my friends. Uh, I had a little handheld pocket TV uh, for for watching G two and like Exo Squad <laughs> and like The Tick if I was on a field trip, uh, and I I just turn it on one one afternoon i was like oh transformers is on which episode is it here i think i, I believe star screen saying it's a pity none of us here speak ancient autobot it's like cosmic rust flip it off put it away <laughs> <laughs> so i i sadly have uh have lost that level of g1 knowledge so i am not opposed to going back to g1 uh but yeah that's that's something to to be discussed definitely yeah but uh, for discussion today is Deadlock, final episode of Transformers Prime. Shockingly, does not feature uh, Drift back when he was a Decepticon. Ah, uh, which, you know, hey. point against it in favor of Cyberverse. That's true. Although I think <laughs> well, it's this... going to come up in Robots in Disguise, too, actually. Yeah. Um, really? Well, th- this would probably predate that it even does. being his I'm old name. pretty sure, yeah. But anyway, this is written. I thought Drift. I thought Deadlock being Drift's old name was like in his introduction story. I'm not sure when he was introduced, though. When was? I think he was introduced around this time, maybe uh, right around or this maybe... time. 
anyway, he's a weeaboo. Yes. Screw him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> According to the wiki, he did not get that name until... Oh, and in fact, he had that name in 2010. So this does post-date that. Mm. Uh, I, oh, okay. I did have discussions wow, with, with briefly with people at, uh, at TFCon, because like all the merchandise of Drift that comes out is like pre-more-than-meets-the-eye drift and how he's so much better when he just became a hippie himbo. <laughs> and I guess not a lot of deadlock in this episode. No, actually, uh, not very much deadlocking at all. I mean, it's maybe really it's because just... somebody ends up in the Omega Lock when they're dead. Oh, I God, I hope not. <laughs> well, no, it, it could be because the Omega Lock will turn Earth dead as far as people are concerned, so it's a dead lock for Earth. Ah, uh, there's no Maybe. good excuse for this episode title. <laughs> I, well, I can't. That, that's, that's like a lot of this show. The, the titles mm. are just sort of afterthoughts, kind of, or or don't yeah. end up fitting the end of product. I, 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 I have to say in the uh, the rating of episode titles, this, this is kind of low for just not being very... It's not bad, it's just not very relevant. Yeah. And so this uh, this was written by Transformers Prime veteran Stephen Melching, uh, directed by Shot Negosian. And we and previously on Transformers Prime, the uh, Decepticons have the Omega Lock kind of strapped to the bottom of the Nemesis, and Ratchet has alerted the Autobots that it is time to come and you know have a big dramatic final battle. I it does feel I mean the stakes really feel kind of forced. It just there wasn't enough lead up, there wasn't enough like I mean if you stop and think about it, yeah, this is a pretty big deal, but it just doesn't feel like there was enough lead up to this. It's just Oh, wait, now a big thing is happening. I mean part of it is that this I, is the second time they've had the Omega Lock. Yeah. It's yeah, the second time they've had the Omega it, Lock. It was a uh, it was a very short season, uh, yes. so they didn't really have time. And a lot of the season was about the Predacons, who are mostly not in this yeah, episode. One, yeah, they just he did not in this episode except for like five ten seconds, not counting the recap at the beginning where we just see him for about that much too. It. I, I mean, I think part of it too hmm. is that. This series as a whole has tended to have, like, very drawn-out MacGuffins. Like, all this stuff about Dark Energon was, like, the entire season. There was a whole season of them chasing down all these artifacts, and then the Omega Lock stuff, and this just doesn't feel like it was as much of a build-up to a payoff. It just feels like things just happen. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly critical. Maybe I'm being too fussy, but it it just doesn't really feel like maybe it, the problem is just that the previous seasons were too good at leading up to a payoff. Like really making it about I, that thing. They d- they definitely had more time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's a shorter season. Or it definitely feels shorter. The first season had a good build-up. The problem was it built up to Unicron. Mm-hmm. The second season... What the fuck was the ending? Was it just zombies again? It I was, can't even no, remember. Was... No, that was the Omega Lock. Oh, a bit. Yeah. It was the Omega Lock again. Oh, yeah. Well, but the first time. Yeah. See, it, it's just... It, it's gone out of my brain where that was in the season. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I didn't like that build-up as well. I kind of like... The last few episodes of the season feel like a good build-up. The problem is most of the season is about Predaking and his yes. shit. Yeah. Anyway, Autob- Ratchet has decided, listen, it, it, Autobots, it, it's, it's the, it, we're coming in on 13 episodes. You gotta get up here. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it feels. And indeed, they get up there, and it's pretty cool because they're sort of on the outside of the Nemesis, which is sort of in low Earth orbit, so they're kind of in space, but not in space enough that there's no gravity. Yeah. Mm. So they're, they're less it's... in space and more, like, very high up, which... May... I, mean, I I will say this for my complaining about the, the plot pacing. It's very pretty. This yes. episode is very pretty. Mm. Mm. 
so they uh, they split up the uh the uh, the wreckers head to the the wreckers head to the bridge the uh the stealth team which is RC Bumblebee and Smokescreen uh gets sent to get the Omega Lock and Smokescreen has a moment where he sees Megatron he's like oh, I'm I'm not sure I'm not the main character of this show I think maybe I should fight Megatron yeah, <laughs> he does. But... He definitely has a moment of of being like, "I'm the protagonist. I don't need to follow the plan." Mm. And there is a plan, but also I've got my character arc to consider here. And I think maybe I'm the chosen one. I think I got to fight this guy, but he turns out not to. And we we go directly into the action. No intro this time again. Yeah, we're, just... we're denied that sweet drum machine. Transformers Prime, Beast Hunters, bam! Here yeah. you are. Here's your episode. Let's get back to the action. Which yeah, like and, um, and they... not not having an opening for the final episode is like that's fine. That's standard. That that's that's anime rules. The, the oh. problem is uh-huh. that anime anime rules usually usually go that um you skip the opening theme song, but the song is in the episode. Ah. Uh. It would be kind of cool battle. if they had that theme song running at some point during this big fight. Yeah, it, it kind of should. Like, it's it's instrumental. It's not not a great theme song, but it's a very fighty theme song. Yes, it's very fighty. So you could have plunked it in somewhere. This is a very fighty episode. Well, yeah. the first half is very fighty. Yes. It's it's basically a, a dungeon raid uh, from Legion. Because mm. it is on a spaceship in that one. What the hell one is I that could... again? Or there, uh, there two on this ship? The one at the end, basically, right? Well, no. Isn't there one that, like, it starts in Karazhan and then it goes to a ship? Or, my room, or is that, or is that like, uh, world Yeah, that's just one big fight at the end. Yeah. I don't know. I, I but did. But it's on a spaceship that does look like the Nemesis. I, I, I did lots of Tomb of Sargeras, and then I was like, I, I have to have a job now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a fight at the end of, uh, of the update to Karazhan, where you go on a spaceship, and I, yeah, it's kind of like that. And there's like one of those beholder looking things and yeah. maybe something drops, but probably not. Probably not for you, Death Knight. Go away, Death Knight. Go home. <laughs> Go back to the expansion that cares about you. Anyway. And uh anyway, the they are definitely not trying to destroy the Omega Lock again this time. They're they're going to do their best to save Earth and also save the Omega Lock. Yeah, they they they're definitely having a why not both. So, mm-hmm. so so Megatron and and Prime and Megatron is armed with the Dark Star Saber once again. Uh, they have a fight out in space. Uh, Optimus loses his flight capabilities and just ends up like clinging to one of the pointy parts of the ship, which so, in a scene that gave me a little bit of vertigo. I have a I have a question here. Has did Shockwave take into account with the whole like pointing the Omega Lock at Earth thing? Did he take into account that Earth is Unicron? Um, I feel I mean, like it, this should come up. Well, we're supposed to think that Unicron is dead. Supposedly, I mean, I guess so. It yeah, shouldn't matter at this point. But what if it brought him back to life? Ooh, that I mean, listen, sometimes to, you know, you, to make an omelet, you gotta break a couple eggs and or awaken the robot devil. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's kind of I don't know, it, it definitely again, I mentioned before that there absolutely had to be an off-screen briefing at some point where Megatron explained to Shockwave that Earth was Unicron. Uh, but I, I feel like this you know, should be figured into his calculations. But I guess that's not important to the plot, so we're just going to ignore it. He did a bunch of math that said they would actually be okay. Okay. that's <laughs> That sounds logical. Indeed. 
He's so logical. Yeah. So I am so so Prime's claimed one of the pointy pits. This gave me a bit of vertigo, actually. Huh. You can, Welcome I, to my world. It, <laughs> it was weird. It didn't give me any for me. I guess it's because it's in space and it's just so disassociated. I I didn't really used to get vertigo, but as I'm older, a little bit annoyed by heights. Me and. <laughs> Me and my not being able to watch significant sections of the movie Cloverfield because Ooh. of Vertigo. <laughs> well, that, that well, that's more about the moving the camera. That that takes Vertigo into account by swinging the camera. I had to take um, motion sickness pills before I saw that movie. And oh, I see, I don't okay. get motion sickness. It's just things that are like super high up, like uh, gravity or sections of Ad Astra. Yeah, I oh, definitely yeah, I was. I, I saw like, the trailer for Gravity and was just like, no. I mean, I really liked it, but uh, also, yikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, that, that's more of a motion thing to me. I don't know. Uh, I used to be able to play first-person shooters. Now I really can't. I don't know why. Third Aww. person, fine. Doesn't bother me. Third person, first person, <laughs> yeah. like, whipping the camera around too fast, like, ooh, not good. Anyway, I admit uh, yeah. I'm probably the most obnoxious person to try to stream, like, Bethesda games because I, like, Fallout or Skyrim, because I will be in third person, like, running around, and then as soon as combat's happening, I switch to first person, and that's probably disorienting if you're watching me. This <laughs> no, is why I don't stream. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't played Skyrim in a while. I forget what I did. Most of the time, I was just sniping with arrows really Sneaking. slowly. Yeah, that's all. That's I can literally. Aim, but I cannot aim quickly. Anyway, um, that's literally all anyone does. Anyway, Optimus so so smokescreen totally gun. bugs out of. Uh, oh yeah, Optimus loses his chain gun. Alas, we do not get a lot of chain gun action in this episode. Nope, no, mostly it, swords. It's the first of many things that just plummets to earth, never to be seen yes. again. Yeah, man, poor Earth. <laughs> I mean, the whole, I mean, a lot of the plot of this show has been determined by stuff plummeting to Earth. That's fair. That it's thematically appropriate. So anyway, uh, Smokescreen bugs out from Arsene Bumblebee because he's got something important and plot relevant to do. Yep. And then Ratchet turns into Dr. Stab MD. I mean, he doesn't get a chance to do it much, but I love it when Ratchet just cuts loose and start and turns his fists into knives and just starts cutting people. Yep, gets his big old blades, stabby, stabby, stabby. Like, do you operate on people with those? I hope you clean them. <laughs> well, how do you think he got uh, what was left of Magnus's hand off before he attached the oh, that's little true. shards of claw? Uh, Which I guess may be the only time he's ever used those stabby things because I doubt he used them on Bumblebee's voice box. Yeah, hold very still, Bumblebee. I'm, I'm going to use a katana to try and fix your throat. <laughs> yes. Doctor Drift, MD. Anyway, he he ends up he he ends up fighting uh, Shockwave, and it goes about as well as you would expect. Yeah. He he brought he brought knife hands to a gun arm fight. <laughs> Poor guy. He tried. And anyway, Arcee and Bumblebee have to fight Starscream and his quote-unquote Seeker Armada again. Uh, okay, fine. And Knockout is just packing. Yeah, he oh, is ready yeah. to abandon ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's making sure to uh, to pack the most important things. Uh, his buffer. Yes. Pack Was light. Pack, oh, I thought... Pack light, pack light. Ooh, pack smart. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It doesn't make more sense that it's a buffer. When he picked it up, it's like, wait, is that a chainsaw? Is that Shattered Glass Rodimus' chainsaw? No, that was his buffer. That was a buffer, yeah. Because he sense. needs it. Because he's knockout. He's got to look good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, while, uh, while Ratchet and Shockwave are having their fight, uh, you know, Ratchet's... You know, saying, you know, you don't you realize you'll doom the planet, Shockwave? And he's like, no, no, the planet will be fine. The people who live on it, they are boned. But the planet, totally fine. <laughs> yes. This is logical. I mean, yeah, that's that's logical. That's He's not wrong. Yes. So, uh, Smokescreen, he gets into the, uh, into the plot device storage area and uh, finds the Star Saber. Which, wait, I thought... Have I completely forgotten? I thought it was broke. I think they made an... Did they make an... 
Did they fix it? Oh, right. It... I think they fixed oh, yeah, they it when the, the forge was, was still the there. Yeah. Hammer, and then... But then, wait, when the fuck did Prime lose it? I don't... Uh, it, it, bits of this series have just vanished also... from my head already. And, and the Decepticons ending up with the second... Yeah, Star- yeah, yeah I, it I was did... broken, and then Prime used the forge of Solus Prime to rebuild it. I was thinking BRB gotta go pull a sword from a stone, and then I remembered <laughs> that they had done this, the, the stone with this sword already. Yes. And, and how, yeah, pulling the sword from the stone and smoke screen thinking he's mm-hmm. the protagonist. Oh! Oh yeah, it was stuck in a giant boulder and they just took the entire mountain. <laughs> I forgot about yes. that. Yes. Yes. So uh, the uh, meanwhile the wreckers have reached the bridge, uh, but Soundwave is still thinking with portals, and just sends them into a room that's just full of vehicons who are already pointing guns at them. <laughs> I'm sure sh- so Soundwave really had to explain that. No, 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 no. They're going to be in the middle. You just guys just stand there, point your guns at this spot. I will send like three guys down there. Just stay. Seems... Uh-huh. Just stay there. I mean, it works and then for the he, plot, uh, but it. Does seem inefficient of Soundwave to not just drop them in the atmosphere and let them plummet. Yes, but uh, then we'd be short some wreckers. Yeah, but hey, the uh, the kids who are also in this episode are are uh, sort of monitoring all this action from the bridge, and this gives them an idea—a terrible idea. They get to do things. <laughs> yes. a, a wonderful, terrible idea that like they barely done anything this season. Mm-hmm. But, well, other than Miko stealing the armor, oh, hey, we still got the armor. <laughs> yes. So, indeed, uh, you know, Shockwave, is, uh, he's beat up Ratchet. He's uh, hes going to shoot him. But, uh, no, the Omega, Ro- Omega Lock is just about finished. It's extremely long powering up sequence and is now ready for its extremely long firing sequence. Yay! It's like a James Bond movie. I, I feel that we needed like a like a Windows countdown thing here. Yes. Yeah, that yes, would help. Instead, we just have Shockwave saying, "Eh, it's done." Ding. Or, or I, I wanted like a big timer or something. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I love Bond movies, so I love a big timer. Yes. Just a big lit up. Well, just movies in general. Yes. Yeah. Like a, a timer is good for for a third act. Yes, or or, or especially for a climax, like Predator. Yeah. You can't even you don't know what those numbers are, but you know they are counting down. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're counting down. You don't need to know the specifics. A countdown is happening. Yeah. So Soundwave has command of the bridge, but then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he and his vehicons are are there. Jack is bridged in, seemingly alone. And it appears that he's about to be uh, reduced to a meaty vapor. And then in comes Miko, terrifyingly, still with that apex armor. Yes! (laughs) She's the most dangerous thing. She's the Autobot's most dangerous weapon. And has she been... Oh, uh... Go ahead. Well, no, no, I was going to have a massive digression and ask your question first. Oh, I was just wondering if she's been, like, practicing with it. Probably. Probably. Like sparring with Bulkhead or something, because they're oh my god, probably, yes, yeah. and he, like he's he's do, he's going all Mickey Goldmill on her. <laughs> Is that oh that would have been a, a good subplot for an episode where maybe they were actually dealing with more Predacons. Oh, this season could have been longer and better. Anyway, uh, digression time. Uh, Miko, played by um, hopefully I'm saying this right, Tanya Gunadi. Uh huh. Um. Her voice popped up recently because I, uh, it was like three or four years ago, I kickstarted a video game called Indivisible, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous looking. It's from the people that made the Skullgirls fighting game. And, um, while the game is, um, it's kind of a Metroidvania, sorta, I guess that's the best description of it, but it also has RPG elements. It's fantastic looking. And as soon as the main character, Ajna, opened her mouth, it's like, holy crap, that's Miko! Yay! Like it's, it's her. It's like cause she's um mystical, powered, weird thing. I haven't gotten that far into the plot because it's difficult about the jumping, and I'm not that good at it. But as soon as she opened her mouth, it's like I knew who that was. It's like wow, this is more fun. 
I wish I was better at it so I could get further into the game, but, oh, it's, it's, there's just some jumping thing. Like, I'm stuck at, um, the second real boss, and, um, th- there's a mm-hmm. spot, you fight the boss, that was kind of hard, and then you have to follow him to the second part of, to fight him again. Unfortunately, it's, it involves jumping. Okay, that, that, that's a problem for me. It's made worse by the fact that he's shooting fireballs at me. And I have to dodge the fireballs and make the jumps, and I, I have not been able to do it yet, so I have to get back to that. And then I looked up online to see, like, oh, how hard is this? Like, okay, maybe I can do this if I time and plan it right. And then you have to fight him again. Oh, there's a second series of fireballs that are worse. So, um, I may have gotten to an impasse in this video game that I wish I was better at, because, oh, it's one of the most beautiful video games I've ever seen. It, it's, like, sprite art. Oh so good it's so hard <laughs> for the little old man anyway anyway Mika, kicking yeah ass. she wipes the floor with these vehicons mm. and but once again soundwave is doing the portal thing and uh but luckily raf is back in autobot hq and he remembers season one because they pull that opening two portals too close to each other thing and it does indeed suck soundwave into the shadow zone yeah, nice callback. Ah. Nice callback that, as a weapon. Yeah. That was so good. That was, that was great. And they actually say, crossing the streams, I'm mm. mildly annoyed that Fowler didn't get to say anything in that moment oh, yeah. about crossing the streams. <laughs> yeah, because Fowler is briefly in this episode. Yes. Yeah, he, he's in the beginning and towards the end, but like... We, we, he's there at the end to name drop Unity. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you could have had him say something. Yeah. I love this. Okay, we're not actually in a town, but I love this Cybertron. That would anyway. Um, yeah. So, so that that is that is a wrap on Soundwave. He is he is trapped in the space between spaces. Yeah. Wow. Which, Which is such I a mean, good, that's kind of thematically it's a good neat fate for, him. for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, stay tuned, everybody. Yes. Well, yes. It's Soundwave. You're, you're eventually going to bring a Soundwave back, especially since he's not dead. He's he's very much a, a punishment that's really fitting, but it does not completely get rid of him. It just locks him in a we can unlock him anytime we want for plot reasons mm-hmm. hole. He's been he's been sent to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the uh, the Omega Lock is now powering up. It has formed like a weird energy pool. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah, it's a it's a Stargate thingy. What well, I'm not entirely sure how it works because they're pumping they're pumping the juice down, but it's not the yellow juice anymore. It's back to greenish or sort of bluish green. It's it's more it's more of a blue juice. It's it, it's maybe they got a memo that hey, stop making it look like piss because we do not want to find <laughs> character that later falls into this ends up in a well, giant I mean, pool of piss. I mean that was the clone stuff. This is well, yeah, but they were combining that with the thing to make the, the juice in the last. Yeah. episode with ratchet and shit anyway it, it's but i'm not entirely sure i, I think because there's a big orifice like um no aperture at the top to open up so they can see down to the puddle portal stargate thingy but is there an aperture underneath the water goo stuff energy kind of looks like there's one under yeah there. i mean it, it appears that there's nothing actually keeping that energy goo in place except for the questionable nature of the energy goo itself. Like, there's no there's no bottom to that pool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the point is there, it's sort of all in this uh, sort of circular area around the pool, the, the deck, if you will. And that is where our climactic fight happens, and it's all very cool. It yes, looks it's, fantastic. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of very neat visual effects. That That is what this is all about. Mm-hmm. The pool is kind of a weird design, but it does facilitate like you know where people are throughout the entire fight where they are located it, it works mm. yeah and also uh while this is going on the ship is kind of lurching out of control because jack doesn't know how to drive <laughs> nope so yeah they got Soundwave out of the way but he was flying the ship so uh yep i mean jack barely knows how to drive a motorcycle that drives herself <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I I do like that Miko is just kind of stumbling around behind him. Hmm. Yes. She's just you know she's just there to punch stuff. She's the muscle. Miko smash. Yes, 
she does. She just wants to smash. Yeah, so, so Smokescreen is kitty priding through the ship, trying to get this sword, which he can barely lift, to Optimus. Yes. And then as soon as he gets there, he is hilariously instantly shot by Shockwave and falls down. <laughs> yep, sorry, yeah. you're not actually a, the protagonist. So now everybody nice is, try. it's a mad, 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 mad world aftering, or uh, worlding after this, uh, this Star Saber. Bumblebee gets to it first, jumps up in the air to dramatically give it to, uh, to Prime, and then gets immensely shot in the chest by Megatron. Even more dramatically, nope. it, it's... Just, oh. just before this happens, I, I do want to point out that I, I felt like compared to similar scenes that we, we got back in Beast Wars, this was a little disappointing, but we do get a brief moment of shockwave vision. Yes. Uh, as he is punk- punched yeah, in his single eye. Yes. Uh, but sadly, there were no rotating cheese wedges <laughs> or anything. <laughs> like, I don't know, Rubik's Cubes in yeah, the corner. Yeah, I was, I was kind of dis- disappointed by that shot, because it's, it's a circle at the center of the screen, and it's kind of small. It's, it's like, it doesn't take advantage of, like, HD, because it's, mm-hmm. it's dinky. Like, that's his limited field of view. And there's nothing around it. There should have been tech greebles around there. Yeah. Should have been like Iron Man inside the helmet cam thing. It, it was yeah. that was that was underwhelming shot as yeah. opposed to Bumblebee getting murderized, which is oh man and looks yeah. Gorgeous. So Bumblebee is the protagonist now. Uh, yeah, he has the sword and he's going to have the dramatic death because oh man, it does he fun. ever get a hole blown in him? Be yeah, no. and it is some slow motion tragedy oh. and just like everyone just gets their slow motion being really upset and it just looks really painful and it's, I mean, I guess it do- doesn't look that painful because obviously he's not conscious for most well, of it. I mean, his it looks- eyes are still on, so I think he's conscious right about to the point because he falls into this pool of energy and just sinks into it and that's about when his yeah, eyes we- go out. But yeah. th- this is very well done. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, Prime is very angry about this. We don't really get a big um, Peter Cullen G1 style Megatron yell here. No, he just. He doesn't even really shout. Does he even shout? No. He's just kind of. He, he he's just kind of. He just starts punching. Yes. He is beyond words. But Megatron still has the, you know, the god killer sword here, so he just blasts Prime off. So his sword energy thing, and I'm sure I said this when it came up before, but it's such a, it's, it's the thing that happens when you hold down B. Yes. It's, it's such a video game platformer, like specifically a platformer. Maybe an action RPG. It's my. Spe- it's a special but, move. Yeah, it's a special move. It's 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 just weird how extremely video gamey it is. Well, it, it's well, this entire series is more video gamey than, than Beast Wars or Beast of Machines. It, it builds more off the architecture of game style settings, like the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and the fights in this are really good video gamey fights. Yes. They're still video gamey, but they're real yes. good. Like mm. the perfe- like some of the earlier fights in the series were a little eh, kind of good. They were messing around with the camera work too much. By now, they figured out we know how to do it really well. Oh yes. And this this is a very good fight and but Pro- Megatron has the upper hand. He's about to uh land the kill and blow. And then some and then uh and then all of, out, out of a sudden, uh Batman Beyond yells at him. <laughs> Terry? Terry, no. Terry, Terry no. where'd you come Terry, from? Terry, get out of there. <laughs> Watch out, Terry. Once he's on a rant, he's unstoppable. <laughs> that's that's from the episode where it's Batman versus Henry Rollins. Aww. Oh, yeah, I love Henry that. Rollins. Who is basically playing Henry Rollins' Batman villain. That's amazing. Well, Henry Rollins is a mad bomber what bombs at midnight. Yes. Yes. With an enormous neck. <laughs> Again, much S- like Henry Rollins. Neck. Henry Rollins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, no, it's uh, it it is Bumblebee who has never been better because not only did the energy goo fix the big hole in his chest, uh, it's also fixed his voice. This episode is super violent. Oh I yeah, just want to put that out because there. Yeah. W- not only has it fixed him, he's got up, grabbed the star saber, and run it right through Megatron's torso. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like uh brief thing either they linger on oh. this this is why we didn't get time this is why we didn't have time for the credit sequence because they had to linger on their moments of violence oh and which it's yeah, fine well, and like megatron is like he's stabbed long enough to know that he is definitely dying and he's trying to not die and it's not working yeah, yeah it's real good like like he tries to move his arm and it's like not responding as much quickly as he would like and it's like well this isn't good i i would like, also... like his more energon goo leaking out of him but i can understand why he's not gushing and bleeding everywhere i'm i'm surprised we even got any like on the sword I'm yeah. I'm impressed that it's i mean not impressed but i appreciate that it's purple because he's got evil corrupted blood yeah. Yeah, now if blood. The, but the, yeah this is i mean if this was like one of those michael bay transformers movies there'd be goop everywhere yes yeah like it, bumblebee would look like he was in just sitting front row at a gallagher show yes he'd just be drenched uh, curse splat megatron Anyway, uh, yeah, he is, uh, we can see why he was so mad about his voice being gone, because he he was uh, voiced by the dulcet tones of actor Will Friedel. Yes. Uh, best known for Batman Beyond, um, Kim Possible, and I think, uh, what was he on, Boy Meets World? Uh, I think he was yeah. like the best friend on that. He wasn't the titular boy who met World. Oh no, he was the brother. Ah. Oh, and, uh, apparently he's also uh, uh, Star-Lord on that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Oh, I... Ooh, I don't, that's I'm cool. And uh, he was Lion-O in that uh, new Thundercats. Oh, yeah, the new one. Yeah, that th- was good, but nobody watched it. It's true, because it turns yeah. out nobody cares about the Thundercats. Yeah, as it turns really. out, Sorry, no one really cares about Thundercats. They should have put it on Netflix and made it gayer, and then everyone would be super excited about it. Hello, yeah. Shira and Voltron. Oh yeah, if it had just been a few years later, it it could have done really well on Netflix. It was a, it was too early. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, he, and he doesn't actually. I mean, it's a for starters, it's kind of hilarious that he like hauled himself out of this pool, and absolutely nobody noticed or at least said anything. Well, they were busy. They just really wanted it to be a surprise for Megatron. Yeah. Like, yes. No, no, we don't want to spoil the surprise. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Megatron just kind of sort of pulls himself off this sword and then just plummets. He, he First off, he drops the Dark Star Saber uh, off. It, it plunges to Another Earth. Another thing just, just falls to Earth. As a uh, it's actually going to come back, though. Well, yeah, it's a MacGuffin you need to bring back. Like Unlike, a boomerang? I mean, not... <laughs> well, kind of like... Maybe, maybe on the channel Boomerang. I'm not sure where they showed Robots in Disguise. It should boomerang. It should just <laughs> come right back. I, I don't think it's that kind of video game weapon. It knows the protagonist. And then Megatron falls off and just burns up uh, in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's super dramatic. It it's, is. it's really good. Yes. Oh, he'll be fine. He's a Megatron. Mm-hmm. And Starscream is pretty upset about this, but uh, Shockwave is already—he's already onto his next thing. They are booking it out of there. I love. Okay, curse you and it, your logic. Yes, it's it's it kind of hurts that Starscream is still clinging so hard to Megatron because we've we've gone over all the like sad abusive boyfriend elements of of all of that. But yes, Shockwave is you know, dragging him away, and he says, curse you and your logic, and I love it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's weird that the Shockwave is the cowardly one to know, oh shit, let's get the hell out of here at this point, and Starscream's like, Lord Megatron! It, it's, it feels like that's the point where he should break back to actually Starscream. Mm. Well, we're kind of going to get that shortly. 
Yeah, we'll get there. Not in this episode so much, but so uh, so Shockwave and Starscream go off to uh, to play two cons, one escape pod. Yes, uh, I, and uh, I don't know. I um, I think David. I, I watched uh, the commentary. Yes. The commentary and track, uh, yes. the couple of the people they were talking about uh, how they they should have ma- they wanted to make like a, a forty episode sitcom solely consisting of Starscream and Shockwave in this pod called the Pod Couple. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was great. It would yes. it would have uh, knockout as like the nosy Paul Lind neighbor. Yes, and somebody uh, like uh, Darren Norris was not on the commentary, but somebody was doing an excellent Darren Norris impression. Oh man, I need to watch this. I'm gonna have to to work some time um, into my schedule to watch this commentary one of these was days. Doing that that, that might have been Friedel might have been the one doing that. Or no, he was not. Uh, Josh Keaton was on it. Was oh right, ah, Josh. probably okay. Josh Keaton. I was getting confused which voice actors. I just yeah, there were three voice. It was uh, yeah, it was it was Josh Keaton. Yeah, R.C. Jack and Shockwave. Uh, yes, David he was old enough to get to be on. Yeah, it? David Sobolov was there, and uh, he he made it. He compared Bumblebee's de- death to Death Charge's death on Beast Wars, and it, <gasps> and it was kind of like that uh, that one Halloween episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer is trapped in that three D dimension and asks if anybody's seen Tron, and they just go around the room Aww. and nobody has seen Tron. Yeah, and it was kind of like this, except nobody had seen Beast Wars. <laughs> Everyone should watch Beast Wars. It's such a good show. Also, I'm really glad that. Okay, just as as a brief aside here, I just really love seeing like how much the Beast Wars people are still like like David K is still super into having been Megatron on that. And yes. David Sobolov was uh, at TFCon, and you know, it's just I I love how much the Beast Wars people still really enjoy having worked on that. Yeah, show. And, S- and Sobolov was only in like ten episodes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he he has also continued to be in Transformers That's things, true. but I'm it it does my heart good to know that he called out Depth Charge on uh on the commentary for Transformers Prime. Yeah. Uh. So that so that's a wrap on the Decepticons, and uh, yeah, they uh, the they're going to set a course back for Cybertron, so uh, they can take the Omega Lock there and restore it, and restore Earth. So we oh yeah, and no it's, Cybertron, it's don't restore Earth. Earth was Unicron. Let's not restore Earth. So they there, uh, there's there's little celebrations that, that, that as pe- characters are excited. Yeah, we beat the Decepticons, okay, and we have their giant so... ship and things and. Fowler jumps, Something. which is an odd sight to see. Yes, and also Miko uses her suit to throw up the horns. There's something said here that is really, really unusual in Transformers canon, which they say that Cybertron is much bigger than Earth. Yes. Oh, yeah, Which that. it never is. It, I think it was in the comics originally, because they said it was like, Bigger than Saturn or something. Huh. Really? I don't. Yes. Honestly, I don't remember the original. But I in just, the cartoon, maybe. it's much smaller. In the old Earth, cartoon, uh, it's, o- as it's always per small. The Ultimate or, or Doom, like moon size. Yeah. Although, what was it bigger in the movies? I can't really. I, I think remember it's close to the same size. I think the chunk showed up. I, it was yeah. It was comparable. It was either slightly bigger or slightly yes. smaller. Mm. It wasn't that much so different. So that's just first like bigger. That really threw me off because like that's like I said pretty much never the case with I guess some very few very like obscure examples so anyway just me being hyper transformers nerd the end well it's it's also like kind of weird because like um you would think that the planet would be smaller because transformers are freaking big and it's easier like gravity you're, you're used to walking and being a bigger thing, although on Earth they should be slower. Eh, whatever. It, it's just, it is really weird that Cybertron is decidedly bigger. So they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's... It... Oh, and um, when they get to Cybertron, uh, that's when Starscream and, and Shockwave shoot off in their little pod, and, and they go flying by the moons, and I'm wondering, are they going to crash land on the moon with the vampires? Sadly, no, <gasps> though apparently that was at one point in the plans for Aww. the movie. That would be great. Oh, which, mm, that should have been the movie. We'll get there, but... Uh, yeah. 
moon vampires. Anyway, so yeah, they uh, they zap it right into the the ship of or the well of all sparks, so they can shoot it right into the core where their god lives. <laughs> yeah, the god core. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they 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 fire it up. Everything looks very nice. It's apparently a bunch of matte paintings. It's very pretty and blue. And Knockout admires its luster, and everybody is kind of surprised at how he got there. <laughs> yes. Just standing on the bridge, saying, oh, uh, I'm just, I just yes. joined the winning I'm team. joining the winning team. And then Miko punches him in the face. Yes. <laughs> All of that is perfect. I love that he just stands there and decides to just interject like... Of course I'll be welcome among them. They're Autobots. They're a bunch of suckers. <laughs> They're cars. It'll be fine. They're cars. It'll be fine. I, I do like that. It, it, it's, it's a continuation of his character arc who's been shit on for this entire season. It's like, <laughs> fuck it, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I'm not going to be an Autobot right now. And, and the repercussion for that is just being punched in the face that we see here. I mean, that's kind of his penance and, you know... Yeah. Y- you gotta at least have I mean, that. he is a noted torturer. Yes. Let's not forget. He, he has done yeah. bad things to all of them, specifically and individually. Yeah. Eh, the robots, it, it, it's a little, they have different pain thresholds. Well, and also he tortured that human. Yes. Well, th- yeah, but nobody liked that human. <laughs> and did, did the Autobots really know about that anyway? I guess probably that. not. No, I, unless he bragged I to mean, Ratchet about like it, I don't she... think they're going to find out. Well, see, it's n- not like she wailed on him. She, no. she punched him one Just time, the, the and I feel off. like that's you got to get that out of the get that out of the way. And now he can be an Autobot. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's Miko that did it, though. Yes. Anyway, so uh, Miko is amazing. And meanwhile, the the pre- uh, Predaking, who had I guess been clinging to the hull this entire time, yeah, uh, just detaches and flies off. And everybody's all, "Well, I think we may need require a hub original movie to uh, deal with this uh, this problem." <laughs> yeah, that, like I I like that we see him. He sees the sun. And it's like, oh, Cybertron's alive. I'll just fly away. And well, and I I like the image of like a dragon flying over Cybertron. Yeah, that's cool, but then we cut the inside and, and Magnus is like, oh, there goes Predaking. Bye. Oh. Like, I, that line of dialogue, like, felt massively out of place. Yeah, well, Optimus, it looks like that Predacon is rising. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it would have been fine you know. if they, like, he, somebody said something and, and then, like, Optimus said, no, I'll let him go. But just like one line, it's like, look, there is the plot of the movie flying away. <laughs> I, I certainly hope that his figure is still available in toy stores in a variety of size classes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please enjoy the Predacons Rising subline at your local Target. <laughs> they were really nice toys, but the, the, most of them they weren't were. in the damn show. Like, there No, was they were not. Two. There was two in the damn show. Well, three. Or, well, three. Three. Well, the Predaking Prime and... Um, we we get two Predacon. We get two more Predacons next time. Well, yes, in the movie we get two more. In the movie. But yes. as for this, this chunk of episodes that is the last season, we get, like, three. Yeah, that's true. All right, so... We're, uh, we're, we're, you know, we, we go back to Earth, and it's time for the big goodbyes. Because this is uh, because our human cast members will not be joining us uh, for the movie. They got me. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll cry at anything these days, but they got me. These these are pretty good, and you know, you can tell that you know they're not you know this is sort of the cast saying goodbye as well. Yeah, it, it's real nice. I, it, it's it's good that a lot of this episode is like well animated silent moments, and, and yes. Like, the, the the Miko and Bulkhead one is really good because she's just curling up on his foot. Like, there's no dialogue. Yeah, she's nice. Oh, uh, the, the Arcee and Jack one is... Oh, it's bringing back the, the first season stuff, but, like, they're a couple and now they're breaking up because they're better <laughs> off apart, I guess? I don't know. That, yeah. That's a gag I haven't done in a while. You, you better write me over Summer Vacation, Darby. <laughs> and it's kind of weird for Jack because it's, he's talking to B. uh 
instead of using their weird bloop language. Oh yeah, Raph talking to B. Yep, he's yeah. got a real voice. Yep, Raph is talking to B, and and also, hey, we brought back Marky Post for to get a lion. Yes, and oh, she did? and yeah. she did. Agent Fowler name drops Unit E. Yes, I'm like, yay! He, I wipe away my tears and smile. I, listen, I'm really pushing for this Unit E spinoff. Yes. It's going to be like Jack, uh, Matt Tracker, and I don't know, a guy from the Inhumanoids. Agent Fowler, stop trying to make Unity happen. I kind of would have preferred that as a fourth season as opposed to the show we get. Although there's good stuff in the next show, but or the next. I uh, my fondness for Robots in Disguise is quite large. Well, um, my, 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 the problem is most of my fondness has to do with dudes who didn't get toys. Uh, well, I suppose. Ladies who didn't get toys. Yeah. Burbs I, who I didn't did. get toys. Um, my burb lady. Oh, yeah, I guess she never did get a toy. She did not. She got one she, of those little PVC yeah. things. Oh, yeah. They're cute, but eh. Anyway, so yeah, everybody just heads through the sp- everybody heads through the space bridge, uh, and but Ra- except for Ratchet because he is going to stick around. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, for some surprise. reason he's quoting Avatar, Appa, Yip Yip. I don't know why. <laughs> or no, I guess he just says Yip Yip Yip. But uh, it, no, it's he's weird. Just doing he's doing this whole like up, up 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 up. Just wait wait wait. Just yeah, up up up. You know, you're kind of making the making up the nonsense to talk over somebody. Yes. Which uh, and, uh, I mean, it's it's a great character arc for Ratchet, who freaking hated Earth and humans from the beginning. Yes. To be like, nah, I kind of like I'm going to stay here, but it does feel like we're missing an episode two or two of the end of that character arc somewhere. Well, good news because we have not seen the last of Jeffrey Combs. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, I didn't get to those episodes of Robots in Disguise, so that'll be uh, exciting. Well, he's in the movie, Neither too. I. Oh, that's they, right. They just sort of cram him in, kind of like how they had to cram, like, Worf into the Next Generation movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good analogy. Oh, hey, guys, I need to, I think I need to derail things for a second here. Okay. I have two moments of drama I think I need to, to okay. take a, a, Go. a break for. Okay, uh, one I being, shall use this to hone my Michael Dorn impression, Captain. One being that my, my cat is even more yeah, aggressively singing now. the song of his people here. Okay. Uh, okay. So I will be back momentarily. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, sorry about so, that. Nope. So everybody is, uh, you know, we're we're heading back through the uh, through the space bridge. Everybody's getting a uh, getting some dramatic music, and they're dramatically backlit as they walk through. It is. It's really dramatic, and it's sad, and I have a lot of feelings. And, and Prime does a little look back just to see everybody one last time, and then he heads out. Oof. And and again, I'm going back to the commentary here. They were they were talking about how originally they were going to have an Optimus Prime speech like laid over this to sort of bookend it with the opening episode mm-hmm. but they chose not to and I, that was 100% the right decision as yeah. much as i love a good optimus prime speech yeah i got to i got to go along with that i got to agree with that mm. we don't need another optimus prime speech here i think no. it would have just made it feel too much like the movies and the movies are dumb i mean they are dumb but also I do think those endings are pretty effective, but you, you need the key X-Factor element, which is the opening notes of a Linkin Park song. Yeah, and they... <laughs> and, it, I mean, I guess it could have been like uh, in in the return of Optimus Prime in G1, where they actually got the touch to play for that, and they could have gotten a Linkin Park song, but... Oh my, and, and like Linkin Park are like shooting lasers out of their guitars? Yes, I'm glad that they did not do this. Well, now I'm sad that they didn't. <laughs> That's that's a valid take on things. Don't worry, humans. I will be back to transform your day into an adventure. But before I do, I leave you with the magic of crawling. <laughs> no. and, uh, and then it's just Linkin Park singing this very aggro song while shooting 80s chroma key lasers out of their guitars. 
no. I contend that this would actually be amazing and that they should have done it. Mm. Uh, but no, that is it. That is a wrap on Transformers Prime, the TV show. Yeah. And that leads us into next week's episode, which, of course, will be the first part of Transformers Prime. Colon, the movie Beast Hunters? Colon, Beast Hunters, colon, Predacons Rising. Oh, yes. Because the full cover does indeed say Transformers Prime, Beast Hunters, Predacons Rising. Although there are no colons, so it might just be Transformers Prime, Beast Hunters, Predacons Rising. How about yeah. Oxford commas? Are there some Oxford commas in there? Maybe, maybe some semicolons. Maybe. Should maybe. be a, a a dash, an M dash, maybe. Yeah. M dash. I'd take an M dash. Yeah. It's a little busy of a title. Anyway, so yes, that. But uh, this is, I think, if it hadn't ended, if we didn't have that wrap-up movie, and we didn't have, you know, a somewhat incongruous scene of the Predacon, this would pretty much be a, a this would be a good wrap-up to the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got knockout is resolved. Kind of. Uh, we've got kind of. Uh, we've got the Decepticons, you know, going off somewhere, and yeah, it would have been it would have been acceptable. But fortunately, hey, we, we do get more. Well, I mean, we we I, I like what more we get, but although yeah. I, I haven't watched this movie again in quite some time, so we will have to see. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I liked it quite a bit, but I don't know. It's been a while. I, although I do have to question, like, where did all the Viacons go? I don't think they're just going to murder them all now that they have the ship. They're not all dead. I mean, it's possible they got murdered. They already were running out, so they might just be out now. Maybe the Wreckers, maybe they sent them all to that room to kill the Wreckers, and the Wreckers just uh, broke them all. Yeah, maybe. We don't really see the Wreckers that much after they're in that room. Ooh. Poor Viacons. Although we do see some yeah, we... Viacons in Robots in Disguise, kind of. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, that is a wrap on the episode. Uh, we will be back shortly with uh, a three-episode look at Predacons Rising. And uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and through Icon Underground. We have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and this month, what what month is it again? This is November, right? This is uh, November, yeah, November, and uh, yeah, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, we, yeah we are, I, I think we're talking about doing Toei Spider-Man. That's right. Uh, I'm, we we are re-entering the Spider Verse. I am I am definitely on board for that. We we had actually been it had been one of our like backburnered ones. Like when mm. we get a month where we can't think of anything else, but now that it's actually like it, being discussed again, yes, it's actually mm-hmm. timely. So it's definitely the time to do that. So that's that's going to be exciting. That's going to be fun. Huh, so. Until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I have no voice left. I'm David. Uh. I'm gonna go make you some ginger tea. it's an insurrection where they don't even explain what he's doing there yeah it's one of the movies where they don't just explain like like one of them it's like he's faring or, or no um the the ferengi from ds9 ferries him back to the enterprise for some bullshit i mean i one think one of the movies well i think at some at one point like uh quark was going to be in there or something quark oh yeah quark yeah isn't it quark that ferries him or I, th- I I can't remember like if they the just place. mentioned. I can't. I think there was like a cameo filmed for him, but I don't think he actually made it into the movie. Oh, okay, maybe it was deleted. But I think in the actual movie, he's like, Captain, I was brought on this ship for. Oh, Mister Wolf, come on, we've got busy stuff to do with like these facelift <laughs> aliens, and then he never gets to explain oh, what, what was going on. I'm I'm just on this ship for no reason, Captain.
I mean, it doesn't really need an explanation because oh, that movie has too much explanation and Data talking about his breasts firming up. Uh, the... No, no, no. It's it's not Data who talks about that. It's um, do do do. Well, yes. I think Data is like, there, and he kind of gets like a like a weird, lascivious look on his face, which is weird because he's no, Data. it's like. It's Crusher and Troy who are talking about that, and then Data tells somebody else that, are your breasts firming up? Like, he's quoting them. Right. Although, just, I'm pretty sure uh, they that... use the word boobs, which is... Boobs, oh. I can't remember if he uses um... that or not. I certainly don't need to hear... Um... Oh, I've totally forgot blanked on the name of his actor. Brent Spiner? Bre- Brent Spiner saying the word boobs. Although, come to think of it, he yeah. probably says it at some, at some point in Master of Disguise. Uh, yeah. uh, that's the movie with um, Dana Carvey. Yeah, yes, where he's a turtle. I I did not know. He is, he is the flatulent that. villain of that movie. He's the villain yeah. of that Aww. movie. Well, I guess he plays a good villain. I mean, uh, not in that movie. I I've <laughs> well, seen it. Yes, it's not good. Uh, but yeah, well, he. Yeah, it's, no, it's bad. Like, has anybody other than Patrick Stewart had a notable career after Star Trek? Really? Um, I mean, some of them have good well, cameos. And th- I, uh, what, LeVar what's her name? Burton um, has done okay. But. Yeah, LeVar Burton. Uh, Michelle Forbes. Who? She's in stuff. Uh, hey, she was uh, Ensign Rowe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, they're in stuff. It's just that... See, like, like Brent Spiner in, in Independence Day is kind of the, as high as he got. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that is pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, they, you see them in stuff, but they're, they're mostly Star Trek actors. I, I can't think of a lot of Star Trek actors who've had, like, great post-Star Trek careers. Uh, well, okay, there, that's, that's fair. I mean, I'm trying to think here. Like Shatner um, just did a lot of things. Uh, I guess Nimoy did. I mean, you know, I mean, there are guys like, like, uh, Rene Aubergenois, who was in a ton of stuff before oh, Star Trek. Yeah. And was yeah, in a ton was, of stuff after Star Trek. Yeah. Which is the same level as Patrick Stewart, I guess. It was like he was right. good or, or ditto for like Robert, or, yeah, or ditto for like Robert Picardo. <clears throat> yeah, oh, Picardo. Like great. whenever you need um, like you know kind of a, an officious bald guy, Robert Picardo will be there. Yeah. Uh, more and certainly do more I, voice acting. Bring more gargoyles, guys. Bring back gargoyles. Yes, yeah, and certainly most of the cast of Enterprise disappeared without a trace, uh, save for Bakula. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bakula. Oh. Yeah. He's on one of those NCISs or something. Yeah, he's in LA or some shit. I don't know. I've, I've seen him. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, he was like an established guy prior to Enterprise. Yeah. I mean, oh, I guess we'll find out with uh, Discovery. Because, I mean, that has like a mix of people who are. Like, Doug Jones is going to get work for being Doug Jones yeah, the, no matter what. Doug Jones can get work as long as Doug Jones wants work. Yes, as long as we need, like, a weird tall guy. I mean, it's, it's actually, yeah. that's kind of the best role he's had, though, for the most part, because he gets to do stuff rather than... Yes, I mean, he's I guess a recurring there's character who has dialogue and shit going on. Yes. And, you know, it's a steady gig. Actors love steady gigs. Mm. Yeah. Even if it is in uh, Toronto. Because they they do film it in Toronto, I sorry. I'm trying to think of anybody else from Enterprise who's had any work other than Bakula. I mean, you see the uh, well. Actually, I saw um, the guy who played uh, Trip, the like Southern guy. He was in that movie American Made um, uh, with Tom Cruise. It's like he's like a involved in like drug stuff during the '80s, and he has a cameo as George W. Bush. Oh, okay, weird. It's kind of hilarious because when I was watching that show, I always kind of thought, he kind of looks like George W. Bush. (laughs) Well, and that guy who played uh, Dr. Phlox, he's in a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah, but he's under makeup. Right, and and likewise for that guy who played Neelix. Yeah, they're they're kind of the same level of side character who gets work. Character actors. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome on USA Network, although I don't... Jeez, I, I haven't seen USA anything on USA Network forever. Yeah, but apart from that, I it is... Uh, no, pretty much guys who were on Enterprise and are known for being on Enterprise. <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of the rest of the cast of... I mean, I guess Jerry Ryan is in stuff. Yeah. Once in a while. 
Although, well, although she has once again uh, succumbed to the siren song of uh, Star Trek. Yeah, well, well, at least she ends up looking better than Brent Spiner does in that. Oh, jeez, uh, that clip. What? Why? why what? If you're gonna bring Data back, you you need to CG the fucker, guys. I mean, I think maybe they CG him too much, though. Like he doesn't what? quite look no, like they... Brent Spiner. Okay, oh, sorry, I'm back. Oh, that's fine. We were just talking Star Trek actors. It just looks like fat Brent Spiner. It doesn't look like they did anything other than painting gold. It's... Uh, they, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to use him, put him on a computer screen and just CG the fuck out of his face. He, he's he's not cut out to be data anymore, guys. <laughs> like I think I think Brent Spiner himself even said you should just recast somebody else's data. Uh, I am looking forward for uh, to, to some more freaks though. <coughs> oh yeah, freaks. Now, I, of course, I make fun of his career, but I watched an awful lot of um, that Factor Fiction show. Yeah, I think I watched most of it. Probably, but I didn't watch his Alien Autopsy, though. Wait, or 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 did I watch it? <laughs> I didn't. We made it up. It was created <laughs> by a writer. Anyway, where were we? We were just about to finish up. 